Welcome to the Business Intuition Podcast, the place where you can learn to trust your intuition to make business decisions without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. You don't have to leave your IQ at the door. Embrace intuitive intelligence to create a business that lights you up and finally experience the success that you deserve. Today, we are going to talk on the podcast about um, the question, is your intuition strong enough for your business? I'm really excited about this topic for many reasons. Um, first, I suppose, because um, trusting your intuition is a really, really important thing uh, in business and in life in general. But also because I suppose I always wondered if my intuition would be strong enough to use in my business because somehow for some some strange reason we don't think it translates from our private life to our to business in general or to our careers okay it's almost like we compartmentalize it i'm not even sure if it's an english word but i hope you understand um i want to start with the fact that i'm pretty sure all of you listeners have experienced intuition at one point in your life. And I actually would love to uh, hear your stories of intuition in my free community, um, the intuition, Intuitive Revolution for Ambitious Entrepreneur on Facebook, because the more we hear those stories, the more we encourage other people to trust their intuition. And it also reminds us of things that might have happened to us. Uh, when I run my five-day uh, Trust Your Intuition Challenge for the first time in June 2020, uh, it was amazing the emulation that happened when people shared their stories. So I'm going to share with you three little stories that I had when I was um, in my sort of 20s um, um, that were actually intuitive experiences, but I didn't understand them back then and I didn't stamp it as intuition. So I also want you to understand that everybody calls it a different name and I don't want you to get hung up to words uh, that I use uh, because it doesn't matter what you call it. You know, some people call them their spider sense. I've heard people call it obviously gut feeling, intuition, um, a strange feeling. I have a feeling um so and, and perhaps we can play around all those words in that language to find what is um what is the most common or you know um different ways to talk about intuition i'm always interested in that so i'm going to show you three very very different stories um on how my intuition played just to set the scene and also to express to you and explain how even those examples didn't make me feel that i was intuitive and it's very important on our intuitive journey that we own our intuition and we we believe ourselves to be intuitive because that's half the battle. Okay. So first, um, I remember when um, I went to university uh, in the second year, there's a girl who joined us uh, in the program. I halfway through the program in that year, I think, or something. She was there from the start. And the moment I set my eyes on this girl, I disliked her. 
And that raised an incredible amount of guilt for me because I was like, my mind was telling me, um, why don't you like this girl? She hasn't done anything wrong to you. You're being biased. You're being judgmental. You're not being nice. And so I tried to talk myself out of, of this feeling. Uh, I did to, I, I didn't engage with her much, uh, only the minimum. Um, but what happened is most of my friends became friendly with her and um, I didn't want to be around her. So if they were going to go out with her or do something with her, then I usually didn't tag along. And what happened next um, is that I started becoming isolated because she was uh, very charismatic. Um, she said uh, the right thing to every everyone, what they wanted to hear. And so I was sort of put at the outskirt of the group, so to speak. Uh, my own doing, and and of course, um, we had conversations about her. I didn't want to say, you know, the feeling I had about her because I still felt it was judgmental. Um, uh, but the the one time I can remember discussing it with one of my friends, you know, what came across was, well, you know, you're probably jealous of her because she's more pretty than you. And <laughs> that in itself um, would need so much unpacking. But um, I knew it wasn't that. It was just because um, I'm not jealous by nature. And I'm not saying I don't have a shadow, okay? I own my shadow. Um, I've seen it in the past few weeks. Um, I think we should all own the fact that we are have the capacity to be jealous um, and have all these negative feelings. But I knew in that particular instance that I wasn't jealous of her. Um, and um, it took three to four years um, for, for my friends to come back to me and say, actually, you were right about the gut feeling. And then they started sharing stories with me about this girl and how what she did that, you know, upset them or, or whatever it was. So that was my first experience. I was in my 20s. Um, I didn't know anything about intuition. I was studying law, uh, which you probably know if you listen to this podcast, because um, I, I'm not shy about sharing the fact that I used to be a lawyer. Uh, and apparently once a lawyer, always a lawyer. So I am a lawyer. I'm going to own it. Um, so that was my first experience. My second experience um, was when my first child was born in um, 1995. I had a feeling he was different from the very moment he was born. But I had no frame of reference. I didn't know um, other children his age or, or babies or, you know, when he did, started to, to grow up, I had no frame of reference. But I've always felt that there was something different about him. And I also mothered him in probably a very different way that my parents um, parented me. That could be just a general generational thing. I, you know, I, I was passionate about psychology, about self-improvement. I actually decided to go to therapy before I had children because I didn't want them to carry my baggage or for, for me to, you know, put my baggage on them. Um, so yeah, that's why I was parenting in a different way, but actually I was also using my intuition in my parenting and my mothering, and it served me so well um, because ultimately, my eldest son was, um, at the time, they talked about Asperger's syndrome, which was different from autism. Now it's all under the same umbrella. 
but he was he was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, and and that was thanks to me, um, you know, exploring different things. And then I came across a book um, that that was way down the line. That was when after I moved to the UK. Uh, but I came across a book by a boy who was about ten, so about the same age as my son when he was uh, when I pushed for his diagnosis. Uh, and I, when, when it was called, I think something like, um, the universe Asperger's and me or something like that. And, and it was like, yeah, that's it. I know this is what my son, um, has, or this is the, you know, um, we, we don't talk about autism being a problem anymore. It's more, um, he was neurodivergent and, and the problems arise because, society is not very well designed for neurodivergent people but yeah so that was my second thing and that was when he was born in 1995 and then the third um incident i don't know if i mentioned it uh it, uh my son was 2 years old so 2 years later uh, we went to a dinner party at one of my best friends from school uh and um i had a really bad feeling at the time we were finished with dinner and my first husband didn't drive. So I had to go and get the car parked in the middle of the Paris in Le Marais. I don't know if you know where that is. It's a lovely area during the day, but at night um, there's actually a lot of drug um, dealing going around or there was at that time. And I wasn't, it's not because of that because I'd been to their place several times before, but that night in particular, I didn't want to go and get the car on my own. And I tried to convince my husband to come with me, but he just told me I was being irrational. Um, and so um, because I, I couldn't get, um, you know, um, him to understand my feeling, um, I ended up going to get the car on my own and I was attacked by a drug addict. And that was quite traumatic. I wasn't physically injured, but the, you know, the, just being um, mugged is not a very pleasant experience. Um, and so, yeah, so that's these three instances. I don't know what you will have experienced, but I'm pretty sure that you will have experienced at least one instance when your intuition spoke to you. And whether you've listened to it or not, you're intuitive. I want you to know that because we're all born intuitive. It's just that we don't know what intuition is because it's not something that is taught in school. And that's one of the reasons why my big mission is to put intuition on the school curriculum so that if children have these gut feelings, that that it's, it's about trusting yourself, trusting your own wisdom. And we of course, we learn a lot from um, people who have had more experience than us or who are more knowledgeable in topic um, as we do in school. But we also come with our own wisdom and we need to trust that as well. And that's something that's never been honored. And I still not honored, I think, in the school system to this day. So this is my my big, big mission. I feel that intuition is our birthright and it's here to protect us. And I think... Um, I mean, I can also talk about experience where I knew um, instinctively that I should never be on my own around certain uncles in my family. And I turned out to be completely right because um, there was some um, child abuse, sexual child abuse going on with some of my cousins. And um, and it was exactly the people that instinctively I knew I shouldn't be left alone with when I was a kid. Uh, luckily, I didn't have to explain that to my parents. Um, the occasion never occurred that they left me alone with them. But um, 
but sadly, um, some other children in my family weren't so lucky. And um, it was heartbreaking um, to witness that, uh, even as a child um, and a young, um, a, a teenager. Uh, so, so it's here to protect us. But even though we might have these experiences that I'm talking about in our private life, we don't think that necessarily that's something that we that carries on into our businesses or our careers, as I said earlier. And if, um, you know, I'm sure you've experienced that um, people telling you, don't be stupid, don't be irrational, you're too sensitive, et cetera, et cetera. No one has encouraged us to nurture our intuition. And intuition, you, I'm sure you've heard it from other teachers of intuition before. It's like a muscle. If you don't use it, it becomes weak. That's perfectly normal. So we may think that our intuition in our private life have smaller consequences. Uh, but as you can see from my example, being mugged is not a small consequence. I suppose there's not as high a price tag. But if you can imagine... Um, if you had a bad feeling about investing in a property and maybe you were in a long-term partnership and you were buying the house together with your, your partner that didn't feel the same thing, didn't trust your intuition around things, then you might end up investing in a property that's not right for you. And you could be losing a lot of money in the process. So I think there's always a price tag attached to not listening to your intuition. And it can go from small, like the day I was mugged, I lost I think probably something like 80 pounds or 100 pounds from not listening to my intuition. Actually, I heard it. It's not that I didn't listen. It's that I wasn't strong enough to say to my husband, I am not living without you. It's a non-negotiable. And I don't care if you think I'm irrational, right? And of course, he never apologized for not coming with me in the first place. Uh, not that I, I'm not bitter about this, but, you know, if people don't recognize your intuition to start with, they're probably not going to see that they had a role in playing the consequences. Anyway, even if you don't, you're not quite sure how your intuition is working for you, the universe will send you signs. Okay. So, um, uh, I've had a lot of different signs. I've done a, a whole podcast episode on signs. I think it's number one episode on this podcast. So if you want to go back, uh, that's a, a really useful one, especially if you're at the start of your journey as an intuitive or as someone who's finally decided to learn about their own intuition and to use it and, and to action it. Okay. A lot of people ignore signs. Um, and, and in truth, sometimes signs, um, can be a little bit um, confusing. So there's a whole art in learning how to recognize signs and, and trust signs, et cetera, et cetera. But one thing I wanted to, um, to tell you in this episode is that unless you're a psychic, in which case I think your intuition will be very loud. Uh, and I've had a lot of psychics explain to me that they hear these messages and they decide to ignore them anyway, even if they're loud. But for most of us who are not psychic, um, your intuition is going to be a soft voice. Um, it might not even have a voice at all. It might just be a feeling in your body. It might be tingles on your skin. It might be um, energy rushing down your spine. Or sometimes I get um, a sort of feeling above my head as if it's tickling. That's usually a sign that there's something happening there. Or you could have a bad feeling in your tummy, like I had the day 
Um, I didn't want to go and get my car in, in Paris. Um, whereas the ego is very loud. And your ego is going to be threatened by your intuition for sure. Okay. Because your ego is full of fears, limiting beliefs, and um, it's a protection mechanism because um, your ego is scared of you appearing to act like a fool. And intuition can make you feel or can make you appear to act like a fool because their intuition is not always rational. It doesn't have necessarily an explanation until afterwards. It's um, hindsight must be the twin sister of intuition because um, you don't you're not usually given the whole picture when you're given a gut feeling or an intuitive hit. Um, almost like you're not shown the whole staircase to go ahead. You're just shown one step at a time. Um, and there's a reason for this. The reason why intuition is subtle. And you actually have to pay attention to notice it. The main reason is that we have free will. And I know this is more like a, a spiritual concept, but um, as human beings, we are free to do what we want in life. We're absolutely free to do what we want. We might not think that we're free to do what we want, but we are. There are consequences to certain things that we do uh, if we want to do them, such as uh, maybe indulging in illegal drugs or um, not paying your taxes or your bills, but you still have the choice to do it or not to do it. Okay. So we, we, we carry the risk of making those decisions, but we have free will. And for this reason, intuition needs to be subtle because then it means that in order to notice your intuition, you have to make a conscious decision to value it. Okay. You have to make a conscious decision to value your intuition before you start working on the next level. And talking about free will, I want to talk a little bit about angels here. And I might do an episode on angels of business because that's something that people don't know about that I'm quite interested in. But what I want to say is that angels don't have the privilege of free will like we do. Okay. And it was in a client session last week that I had this um, parallel that was shown to me that actually made me smile. I don't know if you know the three laws of robotics um, by Asimov, um, you know, do no harm to humans, uh, obey orders and protect their own existence. That's um, angels actually obey by the very similar rules than uh, what Asimov believes to be the law of robotics. Okay. So angels don't have free will. That means they have to obey orders. Um, they cannot harm human beings. I don't think they would even want to or, or be able to, but because they don't have free will, you know, suppose someone gave them an order to harm someone out of vengeance, they would never do that because they always act for the highest good of everyone. Um, so that free will is something that we should um, cherish and value. Because not everyone, um, not every being has it, and it comes, um, it comes with with a responsibility towards what we do. Okay, so I want to say, and I know I haven't clearly answered just yet, how strong is your intuition to use it in business? But we're getting there, so trust me. And part of the path of your um, journey of intuition is a path of mindset, okay? You need to understand how the mind works. You need to understand about your reptile brain. You need to understand about trans. You need to understand um, about beliefs. Um, 
what worry does to your intuition. It's almost like fears and worries are, and intuition cannot live in the same space. They can sometimes be um, uh, mistaken one for the other. So, you know, in the example where I was, um, I had a bad feeling about getting out of my friend's flat to get my car. It could have been a fear, but I had no fear of going to get my car. It, I had never had that fear before. So that's how I was able to make the difference between intuition and a fear. Is that it wasn't really in my environment, in my mental environment to be afraid to get my car at night. You know, I was quite an independent girl. I'd go to parties on my own. I'd take the metro. Um, Paris if, is a relatively safe city for women to walk around. And um, and I'd, I'd done it many times before, right? So that wasn't part of my mindset. We're talking mindset here. But if it was for you, then it would be more tricky to distinguish between your normal fear and your intuition around that particular um, episode. Understand as well that sleep has a massive impact on your intuition. You need to be um, in a state of, of relative well-being in order to receive your intuition. You need to look after your body really well. You need to have, you know, um, eat healthy foods. And I'm not saying that you'll never get intuition if you're um, if you're abusing your body, but it's going to be a lot diff more difficult to hear your intuition because intuition comes through the body, right? So the body needs to be a vehicle that you look after and that you honor as well. The other aspect that's really important is to be able to clear emotional baggage. So beliefs, and I've seen that as a Reiki, uh, Reiki therapist doing Reiki treatments on people. I, I have seen yeah. literally clouds, um, uh, clouds of energy around people's um, uh, heads that I was able to clear. Now that would definitely be a screen between you and your intuition if you had clouded judgment. And that's why that's actually an expression um, in, in the common language. Uh, clouded judgment will also lead to clouded intuition. The other thing is that you need to clear all your emotional baggage and your trauma, your triggers, your pain points, your fears, etc. So in order to have a better intuition and an intuition that you can trust, whether it's in your life or in your business, you need to work on those two aspects, energy and mindset, okay? You need to have a clear mind. And that's also why the psychic gifts, and I know I've done an episode on the difference between psychic gifts and intuition. So go back to that if you want to learn more about it. But you will have heard me say in that episode that um, psychic gifts um, are called clairs. And clair in French means clear. So there's no coincidence here. You need a clean vehicle in order to hear that intuition. Okay. So you need to, to look after your energy fields through nutrition, exercise, sleep. Um, you also need to work on all the toxic relationships you might have with other people. And I, I was listening to um, a video of a spiritual teacher um, actually over the weekend and she was channeling um, Tesla uh, which is you know I haven't talked at all about channeling yet on this podcast but if there's enough interest I'll probably dive my toes into it to explain to you exactly what it is and how it can actually help your business but she was saying and I that's something I've been saying for absolutely years that uh, and that was Tesla was telling her to share with her audience that humans are 
dirty energetically okay and i've been saying this to all my reiki students when i teach them about reiki and how to look after their own energy field etc is that you know you don't um you don't question the fact that you have to shower every day in order for your body to be clean and yet um nobody's been taught how to keep an, a clean energy field as a child so most people um walk around with dirty energy fields and dirt in the energetic field can come from negative energy uh, negative thoughts fears um uh also you know um, the media kind of drums up all that negativity if you are constantly reading newspaper and watching um, the news on tv you will probably absorb all that like a sponge and if you don't clean yourself after that and I actually had an example over the weekend. Um, I went to a certain event and there was a person in that um, in that venue that had uh, an energy that completely brought me down. And I only realized it was that person hours after I went home, after about an hour at home, um, I did my energy cleansing techniques, et cetera, et cetera. And I realized, yeah, that's exactly what went. Because when I went to the event, I felt okay. When I came back, I didn't. And I literally plummeted. And that's something that might happen to you already. And I remember before learning about energy, before learning about Reiki, before being uh, aware of what our energy fields do and how we feel things through our energy fields and how our energy fields can literally uh, gather uh, all that dirt. Uh, I remember thinking that I, I was... Um, you know, emotionally unstable because my moods could go up and down really quickly depending on who I was spending time with. So if you live in a big city or in a big community where there's lots of people, you might not even realize it and you might be picking up from negativity, even from someone sitting in a bus next to you when you get to work or um, or, or, or something like that, okay? The, I suppose I want to finish this episode by explaining to you that um, there's such a thing as a thought form, okay? So if you think a thing long enough, um, then it's going to create an energy around that thought, and it's going to be more difficult for you not to think of that thought because it will have created a thought form in your energy field. And we've done this at a collective level around covid and the pandemic which is why the energy took so long to leave and clear because we all had created these fears and these and this anxiety around covid which then tapped into the collective and created a collective thought around it um you know there's a similar um thought form around cancer and around all sorts of things which is mm -hmm. why and i was actually talking to um a, a friend of mine who um decided not to test for COVID because he said that he had it before and he had long COVID. And he said, if I test for COVID and find out I have COVID, I will bring the whole energy back to me and I don't want it. So thought forms you can pick up from watching social media, even reading a post on Facebook. You can um, pick it up from people, from buildings, and obviously also from the media. And it's very important to understand that. So all these things will impact your intuition as well as your culture, as well as your beliefs around intuition. I have been battling my, my beliefs around intuition that were handed down by my, my culture, my parents and the religion that my parents were brought up in. 
And it's taken me a lot of time to unpack all this, to allow my intuition to honor it and to feel that it was something valuable. Um, so the other thing is protecting our energy fields is really important. Um, that's something that I teach when I do one-to-one -one work because it's not there's not a one-size-fits-all um, approach to it. And not everybody needs the same level of protection. I think the more you... Let me put it this way. The bigger your business is going to be, the bigger the impact, the more visible you're going to be in your business, the more you need to learn about energy and how to protect your energy. Otherwise, you might actually have some serious health problems around it. Okay. So there is two ways that you can find out if your intuition is strong enough to use in your business. The first way is by taking my quiz. Uh, there are four profiles and I will be sharing the link in the show notes where you can actually sign up for, for the quiz. Um, there are four, I've designed four different profiles and it's a bit tongue in cheek. You know, I don't want you to take it too bad if you're a baby, for example, but I, I, I have four categories, which are baby, toddler, teen and adult. Okay. And uh, to be fair, when I designed the quiz, I was really open to the fact that I might be a baby, even though I've invested thousands of pounds in my intuition. And that's what I do professionally, because I still don't believe I'm that intuitive. I still compare myself to psychics who can see and hear and taste and smell and do everything and seem to have, you know, the whole range of things. And I don't feel I compare. So I also want you, maybe if you feel the same way as I do, to honor your intuition, to trust that it's exactly at the level that it needs to be right now, but to know that if you honor it, it will become stronger and stronger and it's more a confidence issue into your intuition than really your intuition getting better if that makes any sense because if you imagine your intuition as if it's a relationship with you um you know in a relationship you have to build that trust you have to build that that faith in each other and if you don't then you you're not going to you're not going to um you're going to hear what they say but you're not going to act on it and that's that's one big part of intuition the more you act on your intuition the more your intuition feedbacks to you and gives you more the less you listen to your intuition it's almost like a friend if you ask your friends for uh guidance all the time and then whenever they gave you guidance you ignored it then what would you want to do with this friend who keeps on asking you the same question you'd say yeah whatever and then and then when you're ready, just come back to me. You know, if you really care about my opinion, come and ask me. Now, of course, that opinion is you. It's nobody different than you. Your intuition is you. Um, but it's still important to have that good relationship with your intuition. And then the second way you can um, come and, and, and trust your intuition more in your business is to take part in my five-day challenge, uh, which is starting on the 10th of October. It'll be running in my group, but if you sign up to um, my newsletter, which I'll I'll, um, I'll share uh, the link in the show notes. Actually, it's the same one for the quiz and for the newsletter. So you only need to sign up once. And this will give you, uh, in, in the five-day challenge that I'm going to run in my group, I will, I will show you how intuition works. I will help you to dig out some stories and I'll give you a four-step process that I teach, um, you know, I have a masterclass even on the four steps just to use intuition in your business. So it's going to be a lot of fun. 
it's gonna i i don't do like an hour and a half videos for my challenges usually the tasks or the videos are five minutes long and then the task is very quick and it's all very easy to fit into a busy day so i hope i'll see you at the challenge i'll talk about the challenge again next week uh, until we start and i hope you will join me so thank you very much for listening to this episode i'll be um talking to you again next week uh bye for now thank you for listening to another episode of the business intuition podcast if you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating, and if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs. And go on to my website to download my free workbook on the four steps to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk.